The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up today on today's experience? Devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And let's be honest, the sound effects on this show keep the planet rotating. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I just want to communicate this to you. You're better off watching Green Acres. That's all I can say. That's what you're better off doing that. Uh, Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? And the answer is because God said so. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, when we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Okay, I'm sure I'm the only person in all Christianity to ever have done that. But uh, being all alone in that, I encourage you to be unlike me. How about that? Uh, We're going to give you an opportunity to uh, connect with us. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, got something you want to share, it's not a kvetch fest. We've talked about that, but it is an opportunity to encourage one another. Or if you got a burden that you're carrying, we will join you in that through praying with you in that, carrying that burden, joining that struggle. And it's important to understand that's the biblical principle, regardless of what anybody else says, that when we join people in struggles through prayer, we are connecting to them and helping carry their burden. Bottom line is if you've got that going on, if you've got something taking place where you just got a praise report, the Lord's done something fantastic, and it's like, I got to tell somebody. You can tell us. You can share it, and we will rejoice with you. We'd love to do it. If you've got a question about something that's pretty common, you know, like why is there always seem to be a missing piece in a jigsaw puzzle? You can call and ask. We will do our best to respond. Bottom line is to reach out to us. You just want to call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, Seven zero. You'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like smelling fresh coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And then you will be... Sailing, 
I mean, fresh coffee. Come on. I mean, that's a, it's like a big, very distinctive smell, right? <gasps> coffee. The best part of waking up. <laughs> Captain Chris on the phone. There it is. What? We have a new jingle created by Captain Chris. Best part of waking up. Talking to Captain Chris on the phone. There you go. He's good to the last vowel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, that's right. We have fun. That's part of living. You know, part of living has is the struggles and everything else. Part of living is having fun. That too. Let's do our opening prayer uh, for. Uh, oh well, uh, did I tell them about the texting and the emailing and everything? I haven't done that yet. Let me do that first. Then we'll do the opening prayer. I'm ready to go. Uh, if you want to text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three, we have found out that something special will happen when you text, but we cannot tell you. That's called a tease. Anyway, 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Going to send you up to the website. Please remember a couple things. Number one, in regards to the website, a new surprise is coming. I guess you can't really have an old surprise. So a surprise is coming. Let's leave it there. Number two, if you've got prayer requests or praise reports and you want to do it on the phone, you want to do it through email, you can do it there on the website. Don't forget there's free books on the website as well. And that's also a place to give. Hint, hint, give. Hint, hint, give, give. Hint, give. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. I'm waiting for it to come back. It didn't come back. Okay. <laughs> Let's go right to prayer. I want everybody joining with this country's needing a lot of prayer. Our country. I, I'm starting to think our country needs more prayer than any other country. That's kind of what I'm starting to get down to. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up, of course, Ukraine. ask you to bring peace into their situation and the explosion of the gospel, that the gospel can be spread to the entire country and people would get saved through this tough process they're going through, Lord. And we pray for our country as the division becomes more clear and the separation of language becomes more clear, kind of like the Tower of Babel that you, that you coordinated. We're asking you for the Christians, for the believers, for the, the brothers and sisters of one another to fulfill the command of Jesus Christ and to love one another, to care for one another and take care of one another in your honor, in glory to you, in acknowledgement to who you are. Help the Christians care. It's not that we don't want to share, Lord. It's not we don't want to reach out to people. We do. But there has to be a great unifying amongst the people of God. Let that take place. Let that unity take place, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Um, so I've got some announcements i got to make for you. i got to tell you, there's an unbelievable thing that happened to me today. And I'm probably going to share it next week, and it's going to be, we're going to do the entire show on one uh, portion of text, all six elements. Because today I was doing this devotional reading, and I'm telling you, it was like the Lord was going, look, look. I'm like, you know, I've read this uh, over a hundred times, so it's not like I, I don't know what it is. And it's like then there's all this new stuff, and it's like I didn't see that, I didn't see that, I didn't see that. It's like it was ongoing for like the entire morning. So uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be telling you when I'm going to share with that. That's going to be something really 
fascinating and awesome. In the meantime, let's do our read and ramble as we do on Thursdays. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. That's right, right there. We leave it right there. Okay, folks, let's uh, get into this. We are in First John chapter three. We are at verse, uh, verse at. Ver- I can't read my own writing. We're at verse. I think we're at verse nine. We're at verse nine. Thank you. First John chapter three, verse nine. It says this: Anyone born of God refuses to practice sin because God's seed abides in him, and he cannot go on sinning because he's been born of God. By this, children of God and children of the devil can be distinguished. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. We just talked about that a second ago, about loving your brother. We just prayed that we would do a better job of that. Superbly important in the mind of God. But here's a text in this whole portion, this whole uh, element in 1 John 3. gets completely, I don't want to say taught incorrectly, but... It's a little bit more legalistic in its approach than what it's trying to communicate. Look at what it says, understand what it says, and then let's embrace what it says. Anyone born of God refuses to practice sin because God's seed abides in him. He cannot go on sinning. That doesn't mean that you will never sin as a Christian. And that's what people say. Well, see, if you're a Christian, never sin. It's not what it says. It's not. See, this is one of the things where people say stuff and you're like going, go to the bank, take out a loan. And buy a clue, because that would be incorrect. What it says is anyone born of God refuses to practice sin. In other words, they don't want to. It's not in their system. They're not joyful about it. They hate it. And inside them, they know. You ever done that? (laughs) I have. And that's I do that at myself. Why? Because when I sin, I'm like, like, come on, Dave. That's the part of me that is the seed of God that refuses to accept in any joyful manner sinfulness because I know it's wrong and I don't want to do it and it bugs me. The key to this passage is really understanding the refuse portion. This means that it is not okay for the sins that we struggle with. In other words, and I'll say this now because somebody's going to think it in their mind anyway, you don't have pride about your sins. So you don't, and so I know we've got this whole movement, it's like it's pride. It's like, okay, first of all, that's just dumb because God doesn't like that, number one. Number two, now you have people who are pro-abortion, pro-murder, who are proud to commit abortions. It's like, have you... Have you lost your minds? You're proud to do that? And it's like you just look at the things that people are now proud of and they rejoice in it and they're so happy they can sin. So they're just, they flaunt their sin and they encourage others to do the same. And it's a lot more than that. It goes into many deep realms. There are some people in Christian circles that believe, well, it's okay to commit adultery because I can just ask for forgiveness. No biggie. And it's like, are you kidding That's exactly what you cannot do. Inside of you, if God is in you, is this desire to go, I don't ever want to do that. I don't ever want to be that person that commits that sin or that commits that tragedy or does that. uh, I want to be sensitive to the Lord. I don't want to be so calloused that when I sin, I can't even 
sense the Holy Spirit going, uh, uh, uh. You know, it's like you, you get so, um, you know, if you hit it enough times, you do it enough times, you just literally, you, 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 you make your conscience so callous it doesn't respond. It's like, no, no, no. If you're a Bible-believing, born-again Christian, an authentic Christian believer, inside of you when you do something that's contrary to God and sin's better definition, I mean, the Greek word's hamadiar, which means to miss the mark, but the better definition of application is anything contrary to God, not anything different than God, anything contrary to God. And when we do something that's contrary to God, we ought to grieve. We don't want that. That's refusing to live that life of sin. There's no joy in that. There's no pride. There's sorrow. That is a great indicator you're on the right track. All right? Okay. Now, well, we're going to take our break and then come back. But I want you to know when we come back, we're looking at something very intense. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story. But it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. We'll That's talk, bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny dumb. Dumb, haha, funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hands. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study 
drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope, federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million so far in order to get monkeys drunk in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere, Dave. There's no... I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for some exciting material coming your way in just a minute. But before we get there, we have to do something superbly important. And that is our Bible trivia. Don't forget, you know, at this station, it's not just an amen. It's a double amen. Just just double it. What do you got for an amen? Double it. Okay. All right, here you go. (laughs) Why did David... Declined to wear King Saul's coat of armor and bronze helmet. Why did David decline to wear it? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody already calling in. And we like that. We like when you guys call in. Sometimes you, uh, if you don't get the question right, we typically tend to get you to the right direction. There's a lot of things we will never forget. We've done this together, right? Because we know that Lois is Timothy's grandmother and Eunice is the mother. We ever going to forget that? Never. Ever. Anyway, somebody is ready to answer their trivia question, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Fred, David. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I, I, I got to tell you something, so you'll appreciate this. I, I, uh, I've I done a lot of my work for the doctorate, and then I got a response from the professor on something. And, and have you ever done this? I got all defensive. <laughs> it's just like I was like, <laughs> I, have you ever done that? It's just like, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> I'm like thinking, oh man, I, I gotta stop doing stuff like that. It's just terrible. It's just, I knew, I knew I shouldn't have done it, and I did it. And I was thinking, I am just so dumb. Anyway, but uh, so I'm, I'm doing better because the mercy, the mercy of God prevails, and so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. It is of the mercies of God that we are not consumed. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right, here you go, brother. Why did David decline to wear King Saul's coat of armor and bronze helmet? Well, David told King Saul, he said, I, I can't, this, this is not, he said, I have, I have not proved them. That is correct, Amundo! <laughs> he had not used them. He had not tested them. He had never, and so they're like, use this. And he's like, I've never done anything with God with this stuff. I ain't using this. Excellent right. job. Excellent job, brother. Very, very strong. Very good. God bless you, and happy fourth season. All right. God bless. Thank you, too. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, great job. Uh, I think we'll, we'll wait on the DNA. Just just remind me. Just, you know, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Okay. 
we got to get you something to throw at the window. we got to get you, like, pink ping pong balls. And then just ding, ding. That'd be kind of funny. All right, let's get back to the text. People are like, what? what is wrong with you people? You have no idea. First uh, John chapter 3, we're going to pick it up at verse 11. And the reason that we're going to do that is we just did verse uh, 9 and 10. And understanding, and it's really important for you to understand, look, when you are engaged in, in, in some kind of sinful behavior, if you're a real Christian, you're like going, I hate this. Not, not that you never do it, you hate it. You're just like, ugh. And what happens, and I do think this happens to people, is because they don't want to be honest about that before God, then they ignore God, justify it, and say there's nothing wrong with their sin. It's like, nah. That's a cheesy way out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, here is 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Verse 12. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he slay him? Because his own deeds were evil, while those of his brother were righteous. So do not be surprised, brothers, if the world hates you. It's like, wow. Okay, so, you know, let's just unpack this for a while. Here you have, you know, John, the elder, the chief eldest apostle, longest guy living in this whole, you know, kind of realm of this first century scenario, and he's saying, look, don't be like Cain. Now, he's going all the way back. Just think about it. He's going, oh, he could have picked it. He could have said, don't be like Judas, don't be like this, all the way back to the beginning. Don't be like Cain. Why? Because Cain was connected to Satan in his actions in self-justifying. How do you know he was self-justifying about his actions? Because he said to God, am I my brother's keeper? Not my problem. It's like that's exactly what he was doing. And so busted he was connecting to the very thing that Satan in his pride stood against God, defying God. And so John connects it. And he goes, look, if his deeds were evil, his deeds were evil, his brothers were righteous, he hated his brother because his brother was doing what was right. Now, that principle is what is escaping why there's an anti-Christian animosity today. It's because what we're doing is what the Lord wants us to do, and those in pursuing God and acknowledging God and trying to have God at the forefront of the public square and the, and the oh, well, we don't want God in politics. That's the dumbest thing in the world because politics help establish laws and laws. People are like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with morality. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a law, right? Why is it a law? Because it's morally correct. Nobody needs it's so weird the way that they try and twist things. Well, it's not that weird, it's satanic. But the bottom line is the world hates the Christians because the Christians stand for what's right and what's righteous. And then John says this. So don't be surprised, brothers, if the world hates you. So just recently in the public square of media and Hollywood and all these other things, now the new thing that people are calling Christians, you know what they call them now? Here's the new name, the Christian Taliban. <laughs> it's like, what? Because they stand firm in the faith. 
Well, they haven't done anything like blown up buildings or blown up people. They've just standing firm in the faith. But because of that, they're Christian Taliban. It's just like, seriously. So as Christians, as Bible-believing, born-again Christians, we need to go, well, you know what? We shouldn't be surprised. And you shouldn't be. And we shouldn't be. If you're trying to get the world to love you, you lost. You're already lost. You're already in, you're already in an opposition to the Lord. Because that is not how the Lord and the world system operate. They're at odds. And so our relationship, this thing that John is talking about is a direct application of relationships. The question is, well, well, how do you love the world? Well, you don't love the world system. You love individuals within the system. And with that, you present to them the gospel truth. And then by the grace of God, they pull out of that system by surrendering themselves to God. There's no other way to go about it. You can't love the world, the world system, the way the world does things, the way your flesh wants to do things, or the way that Satan wants to do things. But you can pour your love out on people, and then all those people, you present it, and they will either accept or reject just like you did. And they will either go in or they will go out, so to speak. So if you think about this, right, that's where, <laughs> that's where the 80s had a really good bumper sticker, turn or burn, heaven or hell. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow, that was such a good bumper sticker. But it's true. And it, do it doesn't matter that we're like, oh, that's mean. Now everything that Christians say is mean. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. Meanie, meanie. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, here's what Paul said back then, 2,000 years ago. Have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? In the case of the world, the answer is yes. So here's what you have to recognize. If you are living to impress people who are in the world, you lost the Christian battle before you start. If you are trying to reach those people with the actual gospel, the love of God, you can be a vessel, but you should not anticipate that everywhere you go, they'll throw roses at your feet and coins in your purse, because that ain't going to happen. It didn't happen with Jesus, and he said, if they treat me this way, how are they going to treat the members of the household? It's like, that's us. So you stand firm in your faith, you don't be obnoxious. That's not a that's not a, a permission slip for Christians to be jerks. Although many seem to do it well without any effort. The idea behind that is to be a representative and ambassador of Jesus Christ and recognize that you are growing into his image more and more every day, but you are not allowing the world system to conform you or to distort you. Stand firm in your faith. Okay, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You don't want to miss what's coming up. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. 
You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 You asked for Zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough, because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house.